Welcome, everyone, to the Kentuckiana Travel Ball Podcast. My name is T. Gridge. I'll be one of your hosts. I'm here with Rick Hines. Say hello, Rick. Hello, everybody. We are so excited to start this Travel Ball Podcast. It's something we've been talking about for a while. Uh, we want to do multiple things with this. So our idea is to not only invite in comments via social media that we will talk about in previous or in, in future episodes, uh, but we want to talk about a myriad of different topics. Uh, we're going to talk about all the different teams in the area. We're going to have Sean Johnson on, who's going to do his his rankings, which I'm excited about that. And then the most important thing is we're going to bring on a lot of engaging guests, people that can really kind of give you some knowledge on really actually helping you improving your baseball team, um, your coaching, the whole aspect. Our first guest, he won't be on today, but he'll be on our next podcast, um, is Rick Arnold. He's Trinity's head coach. We're going to talk about how Rick has handled kind of the offseason with his Trinity team. We're going to talk about his, his number one ranked rocks who are incredible, and he might have a top 10 draft pick. So a lot of cool things we're going to talk to Rick about, but that's the idea. We're going to bring in different guests. Um, we're going to talk about drill suggestions, uh, the, whole, the whole gamut. Now, Rick and I are part of the Wolves baseball organization. Uh, we coach the 11U team. Uh, we love our Wolves organization, but we're the only dad coaches in the whole thing, which is kind of cool, and, and it's got its advantages and disadvantages, right, Rick? Yeah, I mean... Uh you know, some people, you know, you hear it all the time, the daddy ball, you know, you're favoring your coach's kids. So, you know, that's an obvious disadvantage, at least from, you know, the outsider standpoint. Uh, some people like coaches not having a kid on the team. However, you know, uh, you know, I don't know. We know our hearts are in it because we got, you know, we got skin in the game. We got we got kids are of our own, you know, we and, and we got to, you know, what seven other kids right. that we got to worry about too that we feel like they're our own you know these these other coaches may or may not feel that way you, you know you just don't know uh I'm, I'm sure they're excellent coaches and i'm sure they're in it for the right reasons but you know we've we've got added stake in there which i think uh provides a little more passion and a little more uh you know so my number one i, I get this all the time so I, I get, I've got a lot of friends who have kind of the younger kids that want to be in the travel ball world, and they're asking me kind of constantly, how do you do this? What are you doing for that? Give me drills. Give me ideas. To me, the one thing that's most important in building a successful team is having that core group of kids and trying to keep that core group of kids together. So for us, for our 11U team, we've had uh, a core group of players that have been together since seven that have kind of moved on and, and, and stayed together and they know how each other play. Um, they're true teammates. Now, over that course of time, we've been able to add in important pieces, uh, a really good pitcher, a really good catcher, a really good outfielder, those type of things that have really kind of helped us get to the level that we are at. And we feel like we're one of the top AA teams. And this whole thing will be interesting because we're going to talk about these other teams and we may make some coaches mad in the process <laughs> and we may give some bulletin board material, but we're going to be honest with you. But at the same time, we've got a lot of great friends. There's a, there's a really good com camaraderie of, around a lot of the, the travel ball coaches. Okay. Um, it, it's, you know, it's a good atmosphere for the most part. Yeah, there's got, there's a ton, a ton of good coaches. Um, you know, we, we get in the heat of battle and, you know, tempers flare a little bit and words fly. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're all, you know, we're all coaches, dads, parents. Uh, you know, we're in a competitive, highly 
highly competitive atmosphere where you know the emotions get the best of you sometimes but at the end of the day it, it, it's all fun it's it's competitive it's all get out it is and uh you know and I tell you everybody's what. trying to win i mean that's you know you're in that competitive environment for a reason everybody's trying to win it's not everybody gets a trophy so what's interesting is so we're going to cover 11u today because that's what kind of we know most intimately now we're going to cover all the different age groups as as we go on through future episodes but the 11u is kind of interesting because the top five teams can go compete with anybody in the country oh, yeah. and it's wild because it's this is a deep deep talented group of kids this 11 year old field in louisville it's going to be interesting when they all get to high school because the teams are going to be just murders row it's going to be incredible yeah where are they all going to play well i just (laughs) did i mean they're all going to have to kind of go different places so they get playing time but i mean there's so much talent right now at 11 years old it's crazy oh yeah you know a lot of these kids play multiple sports uh, you know some might concentrate on basketball football whatever uh but you know, just from an athletic standpoint and uh, seeing them play baseball, they're all excellent baseball players as well. So I'm glad you brought up the multiple sports comment because that's going to be our first topic. So the topic for this week is how to handle multiple sport athletes. Um, on our particular team now, we've got a soccer player and he's a legit, unbelievable soccer player. His, his baseball talent is off the charts, but so is his soccer ability. He's got a huge ceiling. I mean, he, oh, it's crazy. He's, an, he's fast, athletic, and, and, and the thing with him is his parents aren't really, they haven't been baseball people, so they've just rolled him out there, and typically he's the best guy on the field just because he's that athletic. Sure. Um, we've got a kid that, that loves basketball. We've got another kid that um, is big into golf, which is actually my son. We, we've got kids that are kind of doing multiple sport type things. Which is great. It is great. But I'd like to know, so we've run into a few issues as far as kids being at practice, kids potentially missing games. Um, One of the comments that I want some interaction with on the social media is as coaches, how do you guys handle that? I've talked to a few coaches who said, hey, look, during baseball season, they're baseball players. There's a basketball season. There's a football season. There's a season for these other sports. But during baseball season, we want them to concentrate on baseball. Yeah, and when is that baseball season? March to November? Well, see, that's <laughs> the know? thing. I mean, what it, do you it, consider baseball season? It, right. It, that's that's a tough. That's a. And in soccer, right. for our particular player, it's kind of roll, it, yeah. it, it rolls right into it. You know, so it, it's one of those things where we love multiple sport athletes, and we think that we as a coaching staff and Rick and I and our other coaches, we feel like it's important. But at the same time, I, it's frustrating when you can't get a kid to a certain thing. Now, I'm not saying we've had that particular issue a ton this year, but it's been here and there. And, and the talent we have could be a little bit better if we can get them at practices more, more frequently. Now, my opinion is I would rather a kid miss a game than I would have practiced. Now, we've got 11 kids, so we can afford one to miss. But you get so much more reps in practice, and I think we're able to cover so many more things as opposed to just maybe having a couple balls hit to you and a couple of bats. To me, being at practice is more important, but parents seem to value games over practices. Yeah, they might see it the other way. and um, But yeah, practice, I mean, that's where you get a ton of balls hit to you, a ton of balls you can hit. You know, like you said, versus a game, you you might not get hit a ball all game. You might get up the bat maybe twice. You know, you you just never know. So, just seeing those reps in practice, that's where you get better. 
Uh, you get better just, you know, going over situational stuff so that maybe you missed the previous game, uh, maybe screwed up on. Uh, hey, coach, I didn't know, you know, I didn't, I didn't know I was supposed to tag on that fly ball to right field. You Being know? able to do those situational <laughs> things, yeah. sure. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that has worked for us, we've been very, very open from a communication standpoint. And the parents that I'm referring to have been awesome with us. I mean, we've yeah. the, the soccer player I was talking about, they were in E-Town while we were playing in Louisville. They drove back and forth and <laughs> back and forth to make multiple games. Yeah. Which, I mean, that shows an unbelievable <laughs> level, level of commitment, right? Yeah, that's, that's commitment. I don't know if I'd do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, but so, so as if you're listening to this and you're a coach, we'd love to know maybe via the comments how you handle it and maybe some of these other coaches, even us, we can take some of your advice and kind of use it moving forward um, because it is a slippery slope, but we'd love to know what some of you guys are doing out there. But again, I, I think it's very important that kids do multiple sports. There are There is a particular season for each sport and I think that's one of the, that's how you create an athlete. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it, and it's tough because because if you want to do something else, especially during baseball season, I mean, what we're playing tournaments almost every yeah. weekend. You know, at least we're in a league during the two week. to three you know weekends a month, mm-hmm. and then we're in a league that plays once or twice a week and mm-hmm. and practice. I mean, that's that's going on five days a week. So where are you going to squeeze in those other, you know, other moments? With yeah, other teams, it's hard. Know? It's really hard. It really is. But it, it, at the same time, you're developing those other muscles. Uh, I think it, it, it helps you avoid certain injuries because you're developing things, doing different things with your body. Um, I think it's important, but how do you handle it with your team? We'd love to hear kind of your comments um, and then we can pass those on in, in future episodes. Oh, and I'm sure there's going to be guys, you know, if you don't show up to a practice, you don't play. And you know, I get that. I, and I, and I, I get understand. that. <laughs> I do. I understand that. And I think there's some value into that. There really is. But again, we'd love to know what your thoughts on. Uh, also, every week, what we're going to try to do is give you a drill suggestion that has worked for us. Maybe it doesn't work for you, but it's something that we've done in our practice that we've been successful with. Um, I can tell you that over time, as we've been doing this for four or five years now, our practices have gotten a lot better um, because we've learned what drills work. You know, as, as these kids have certain attention <laughs> spans that kind of go pretty quick, you got to have some drills that, that work and don't work. The one that I, and I want, your, I want your, um, your feedback on this, Rick. So the one that we've been doing here a little bit lately that I like is you take half your team on third base, mm-hmm. you take your other half of your team, and you put them at home. Yeah. The kids at home are runners, and the kids at third base are playing defense. And what you do is you take three balls and you put it down the third base line. Now you space those according to how fast the kid is that's running at home. Now there's multiple things you're teaching here. You're teaching base running. Uh, you're teaching fielding. You're teaching how to throw quickly, accurately, and throw the ball hard. So the idea is to try your, your fielder starts at third base. Your runner is at home. You say go. So your runner goes to first, and he turns, and your fielder is trying to make three throws to second base before the runner gets there. And they got to be good throws. They, you know, if you overthrow or you know the second baseman can't field it, you know it doesn't count. So, you know, they got to be three good throws. You can't just pick it up and wing it. <laughs> so it's it, what I like about it from the fielding aspect is you're having to pick it up, set your feet, step, throw as opposed to just rushing through it. You're really kind of learning the mechanics of how to go fast and actually how to make a pretty hard throw quickly. 
The other side of it is the base running side because we're really wanting to kind of get them to to turn, hit the inside of the base at first base, and really get down that line. We're teaching them to slide, how to slide properly, not looking at the baseball. There's a lot of things here that are kind of in play. It's been a really good drill for us. Yeah, and when we started, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, the the runners were getting there every time, every single time. I mean, it, it wasn't even close. And last week. I don't even know. There might have been a couple runners get there, and, and we're going to have to space those balls out a little yeah. more. <laughs> so the fielder, I mean, the fielders have gotten that much better. You know, we've gotten more comfortable with the aspect. We've gotten faster. We've gotten we we got we got that motion down, and uh, I think that was really important. We can pick up a ball off the ground and make a good throw. Yeah, you know, it, the other thing I would suggest if you do this drill is try to pair it up with someone. So if you got somebody's got a great arm don't put them with the slowest kid on the team. So try to kind of pair it up with like skill sets, right. um, and it makes it competitive because it, 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 to me, every drill needs to have some sort of competition to it if you're going to keep them engaged. Oh, yeah. And so this is a very competitive drill. You can break it in. You break your team into two different teams, and then the winning or losing team can have some sort of punishment if whoever wins or loses. So um, try that drill. I think you'll like it. It's something that's worked really well for us. Now, Rick, what I want to get into now is I want to talk about the 11U landscape of travel baseball. Okay. To me, when you're talking about kind of the top teams in the area, it starts so so with... So our area is Louisville and Southern Indiana. Correct, right? I mean, correct. Well, Louisville, Southern, and really all of Kentucky, Kentucky for that matter. Yeah, we, we, you know, we see a fair amount from Central and Eastern yeah, Kentucky. Yeah, I think, I think you've got to talk about the whole kind of Kentucky in general and then... So then, like south of Indianapolis, yeah, southern Indiana, because we see a ton of those Indiana teams. Oh, yeah. And so, we like going, we like playing those Indiana. teams. We love playing those Indiana yeah. teams, and and there's several. If you look at Sean Johnson's rankings, um, there's several of those Indiana teams that make the rankings. So okay. I think it's it makes sense to kind of talk about those teams. To me, it starts with two teams. Um, it starts with J Town Strike. Now I have a ton of respect for what Ty Brown has done with his team. Um, we're gonna have Ty on at some point to talk about. Uh, what he's done and how he's been successful, but but Ty and I go way back, and I and I, I have a ton of respect for what he's done. That team's been together for a yeah. long time. Yeah, you're talking about keeping that core group together. Yep. I, I think he's done a fantastic job there with the uh, J Town Rec League and turning it into a powerhouse with the strike. And then what he did is he went and added one of the better players in the city to kind of supplement there. So yeah, it was a decent pickup. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, so he's done a really good job of kind of building a powerhouse in my in my opinion. The other one that I think you have to talk about is the Vipers Floyd team. Uh, a ton of talent. That's another group of kids that have been together forever, and they've gone out and kind of added some elite talent. Yep. So to me, it's kind of those are one, two, in my opinion. Now, the Envy Stars are typically up there. I think your your Vipers Coffins typically up there. I know Louisville Sting's kind of knocking at the door as far as trying to be in that conversation as well. Um, there's a few other teams that Sean has ranked that I, I'm curious to hear his opinions on. He's got the Canes premier team hmm. that what I've heard from some coaches is they're okay, okay. Um, that they, they don't feel like they need to be in that top five, but they've done really well against those teams. Um, the other team that's up there is that Central Kentucky Dirt Dogs. We ran to them once, too. That's a solid club as well. Yeah. But to me, it kind of starts around that Vipers Floyd and the J-Town Strike teams. And honestly, when they go out, and both of them travel quite a bit, when they go out and play in other areas, they're, they're typically, still dominant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're typically the better teams, right. which says a lot for Louisville. For this area. For Southern yeah. Indiana baseball. You know, it's interesting. 
Rec Ball is obviously is, is, is dying, but not everywhere. So Lexington's a little bit different. The kids tend to stick into rec ball a little bit more. Uh, the the travel teams play a little bit later in the summer as opposed to playing now. Yeah, so I don't even know if any of those teams are even in the rankings yet. Well, you they're know, not because they're not yeah, playing. Because they haven't played yet. <laughs> I know, uh, for example, let's see. Was there a Heat team? Yeah, Lexington they were, Heat. They were really good last year. The KBA uh, Prime, they're okay. really good. Uh, there's a couple of those teams right there that are that are really formidable teams, but I don't know have been out and they've even there's played. One yet. Lexington, what the Thunder? They're from yep. Lexington. Yep. Uh, I think they've been doing really well this year. We haven't seen them yet. Um, you know, other than that, yeah, those Lexington teams they they're big in the rec ball, which is great. I mean, that's great. You know, it's interesting because it, it, it's hard in Louisville. It's hard to even put your kid in rec ball because. It's so down in all the rec leagues. It's not just so we're affiliated with Hikes Point, but we're also, you know, we're very familiar with what St. Matthews is doing, what Oklahoma's doing, Fern what Creek. Fern Creek's doing, what Highview's doing, all those different butchal. Um, I think St. Matthews is probably or ELS for that matter. I think St. Matthews is probably in the best shape. Even J Town, I think, is even J Town. You know, yeah. like, well, I, I know, I, I, I know, St. Matthews down. is doing still pretty well. Uh, Linden, you know, you got Linden. Um, yeah, and, and honestly, like these rec teams have almost turned into travel leagues because yeah. you know you got one or two teams in your league, and you got to travel to other leagues to go play other teams, or else you'd be playing playing the same kids every week. So it's it's almost turned into a travel rec league, uh, you know, where Hikes Point's having to go to Fern Creek to play their rec team, and Fern Creek's having to go to Oklahoma and stuff like that. So it, it's almost turned into a a mini travel travel uh, rec league it really has and it's interesting because these particular rec organizations when you have somebody like the sun devils that is affiliated with st matthews or the fire which is affiliated with fern creek the strike which is affiliated with 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 j-town um it's interesting because that is where a lot of these kids go early because that's where they played t-ball or coach pitch but then it seems like they all migrate out at some point, or they 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 kind of create that premier team, yeah, like kind of like, like J Town, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, because a lot of those kids had, had been in that J Town organization, and then but and this may be an unpopular take. To me, it's all about the coach. So I think you have to have the right coach to be able to get those kids to stick together, um, more so even than the organization. It takes the right guy, the right leader for these parents, for these for these players to kind of want to follow and be a part of kind of what they're doing. Well, that, I mean, that makes a ton of sense because, I mean, these kids, they don't care about J-Town Rec League or J-Town Strike the name. I mean, they're, they're playing for the coach. They're playing for the, you know, they're playing for the coach, not, I mean, as bad as it said, they're not playing for the necessarily name on the front of the jersey. Uh, you know, they want a good coach. They want a good atmosphere. They want to make sure their kid's taken care of. I mean, these are seven, eight, you know, these are young kids who are growing. They're developing. Um, you know, they've they've got emotions. Right. They, you know, they sure. they want to be taken care of. And, and they obviously want to get better at baseball. So that that's why they're there. And I, I think they're looking for a good fit from a coaching standpoint more than anything. Yeah, and, and honestly, that's how you develop as a player is finding a coach that you can jive with. Some, some kids are okay with you getting on them. Some kids can't take it. Uh, we've kind of seen 
as our team has progressed over the years, we've seen where kids have thrived in that atmosphere for kind of being coached hard. And we've, we've seen where kids can't take it and they, they got to go elsewhere. You know, it's, it's it, w- w- the other thing that's interesting is, is the whole Dan McDonald comment where at some point you got to compete. You know, if you're going to jump ship every time you're not playing shortstop and you're going to go create your new team so you can go play the position you want to play, right. what's that really doing for you? Are you really competing? It, once you get to high school, what's that do for you? And I can't wait to ask Rick that comment because I think Rick Arnold, Trinity's head coach, he's got some interesting takes on that as well because it's, I tell you, man, a lot of these kids, when once they get to a high-level high school program like a Trinity or St. X, talent's a little bit different. And well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're getting everybody shortstop. They're getting yeah. everybody's best pitcher. They're getting everybody's best first baseman, you right. know, center fielder, what, you name it. So, you know, it's, it, <laughs> it's only going to get worse from here on up. Not worse, but, you know, better competition, but, you know, maybe worse for the kid. <laughs> so what we've seen, and the kids that have been successful in our organization are the kids that are like, okay, well, I'm not playing the spot I want to play, so what do I got to do? Um, I've had parents come to me and ask, and I've been very frank. Uh, we actually, this past two seasons ago, I had a, had a parent come to me and say, Hey, look, we, our kid wants to be a catcher. We realize he might not be the best catcher on the team. What can we do? And we gave them some names of some catching instructors. Uh, we also gave them some names of some batting instructors and they said, all right. And they went to town. So this is above and beyond what they're getting from the coaches. And if you're a parent listening to this, I think this is very important. As a, as a travel ball coach, we're going to do everything in our power to coach your kids at the highest level we can coach them. But you always got to remember, we've got 10, 11, 12 kids. Right. And it's hard to individualize a practice every time when you really need to work on those batting mechanics, catching mechanics, pitching mechanics. Not saying we don't go over that because we do. Yeah, we're going to point stuff out as we see it, but but we can't spend a half an hour on one kid. <laughs> we you, just can't. <laughs> it, it, you just can't. I mean, you yeah. got 12 kids. And, and I, look, and I'm sure some coaches are better than that than others, um, but the value of being able to go get some individual instruction goes a long way. That's why guys like Luat uh, that's guys. That's 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 why some of these guys are super successful um, because not they're getting all these travel ball kids because their parents are trying to get them to that next level. Well, they're invested. I mean, they've already invested their time, their money into these into these teams, and uh, you know what what's a little more money to get better. <laughs> you know, and I know for me, we've so my son, we've tried a ton of the different batting coaches. Uh, and a ton of the different pitching coaches. And it's all about kind of finding that right fit. Um, Here recently, and I'm not going to drop a name yet. We may later down the road. But here recently I found one that didn't dumb it down, that my son is very analytical. He's a very smart kid. Um, Might not be the most athletic kid on the field, but he's he's extremely smart. So I found a coach, a, a private batting instructor, that didn't dumb it down. He was very... He asked a lot of questions. He made sure that my son was understanding what he was saying. He made him repeat things back. And he treated him like he would treat a high school or a college player. And in my opinion, I really respected that. I've been to a lot of guys that have taken it and just kind of dumbed it down. He's 10, 11, just swing yeah. hard. Swing harder, hit the ball harder, right. and I'm going to throw you a bunch of balls. <laughs> and I get it, and there's value in that, and I understand yeah. that. And, and honestly, guys are successful at that. 
for my kid in particular, I enjoyed being able to go a little bit deeper into the science of the swing. And and it really, really worked for me. So my suggestion, if you're a parent listening, find that instructor that works. Maybe your kid doesn't have the attention span to listen. And and, and this is going to go one in in one ear and out the other because it's just too much. I need somebody to be very simple and break it down and be quick. Or I want somebody that's really going to make sure they understand what they're talking about. So do what's right for your kid because I think you can find both ends of the spectrum here. Yeah, and, and I think your kid, you know, he'll know. He'll know what the right fit is. You know, ask him questions. Did you enjoy it? You know, and break it down for the kid. Say, look, I, you know, I, I will invest in this money. I will spend this money to get you extra help, but you got to tell me whether you liked it or not, or if you want to go back or if it helped you and, uh, you know, don't waste your money, but find that right fit for your kid for sure. Yeah. And so as we kind of continue on with this particular podcast, if we see things while we're out playing in tournaments, um, that we think are, interesting or well done we're going to relay that to you if we play in a tournament that we feel like is really well well ran or poorly ran we're going to tell you so we're really going to try to break this thing down because we want to be a resource for you as you're trying to improve not only your team improve your coaching improve your kids ability whatever it may be when it comes to travel ball we hope to be a resource for you so next weekend we're playing in elizabethtown at the sports park Man, that Great place is, facility. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like Disney World. It really yeah, is. It's almost like a major league field for these kids. They, you know, they get out there. They got kind of the stadium seating, the yeah. the backdrop, the brick backdrop, the the nets that you know are kind of see through. Nice fences, nice fields. I mean, it's it's a warning it's a track. Our kids thought the warning yeah, track the was warning coolest track. thing ever. <laughs> and it's all turf. And it's all turf. So if you get a little rain, you're still yeah. playing. You know. The, w- it was funny. So Rick's son is kind of a, he's a baseball guru. He's constantly watching baseball and he's a, he's, he's really into everything, major league baseball and just baseball in general. And I remember when we walked on the field for the first time at this, at the E-Town sports park, he, he, he said, I'm in heaven. I mean, he was just, <laughs> it, it, the kid's eyes were just big. It was just lit up. It was, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was like Christmas morning for him to get, it really play. was, yeah. you know, so if you have an opportunity to go play in E-Town, do it because it's, it's a, it's a special place that I think, um, close they, to home. I mean, for us, it's close to home. It and is. even for people traveling out of the country, I mean, bring your teams. It's, it's great. They do a great job. You know, and the other thing too, is sometimes the tournaments there can be a little bit more expensive. We got lucky this year, this particular one because I think James Weber's moving his his event that was going to be somewhere in Louisville, moving it to E Town. Um, so we got lucky on that. But sometimes playing there is a little bit more expensive, um, but it's worth doing it because the place is so nice. So, so if you have a chance to go to E Town Sports Park, do it. It's incredible. Um, this past weekend we played in North Vernon, Indiana. What do you think of those fields? Uh, man. So we're 11, right? Uh, those fences were pretty short. And I mean, there was home runs hit all over the place. Um, you know, you, you rip a line drive into the gap. You're only getting a single cause it's hitting the fence so hard and the, the kids are already there throwing it in. So for me, it was just, it was just too short. One of the mounds was fine. You know, they got those portable mounds with yep. the turf on them, which in general are fine. Uh, one of them was great. It was nice and long, but the other one, it, it, you know, it ends right at our stride. So, you know, these kids are 
twisting their ankle almost every pitch coming off that mound and it, the it, other the other it, thing and our pickoff moves the right, first they're right. falling down because we had three kids fall on this mound yeah. actually fall yeah, because because they fall. were trying to do a pickoff move yeah so i mean there was kind of a safety issue the other the, the netting was very there wasn't really any netting the backstops were extremely low um so the foul balls were constantly being lost yeah. um again it was a great tournament a lot yeah, of greatly uh, ran tournament yeah, great yeah, a lot of great teams there. Yep. um i don't mind i don't necessarily mind the fast infield with the all dirt you know the the diamond dust the uh, all dirt you know brick dust uh, I don't mind that. It plays fast, which is fine. But, uh, yeah, just the short fences, short outfield, um, and that, that terrible mound on one of the fields. <laughs> so we, we played well this weekend. We ran into a very good um, Indiana Strikers McVoy team who, in my opinion, has the best player around. Best um, player I've seen. Yeah. You know, he's just more developed than the other kids. It's he's kind huge. of a man, <laughs> a man against against children here. Yeah. But um, he, he's, he's, he's tough. He's a great player. Hits he, lasers. He hits the ball hard every single time. Every single time. Every single time. He, he, he throws it hard. He makes really great plays. He made a catch. To It wasn't actually the very last out. It was the second last out of the game. I'm telling you, I, I can't even describe <laughs> how high he jumped to catch this ball. I mean, I feel like he jumped 12 feet in the air without his It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I mean, he, he easily, if he was dunking a basketball, he would have been able to do it. I mean, it, it was, he was up there yeah. and it was an incredible catch as a, as a ripped line drive yeah. which in every against every other team that's a that's right over the shortstop you know in the gap and he just i mean he just climbed the ladder and he did it. so this strikers team were able, was able to win the tournament we were in this past weekend um behind this particular kid and he's he's something else man he's so legit he's if you legit. get a chance to see him play he's fun to watch for yeah. sure yeah you'll know who he is <laughs> yeah you'll, you'll certainly know who he is yeah. all right rick well i think this was a fun first yeah. first go with he's our thing. way into it yeah yeah you know and again if you have comments suggestions we really want to hear how you handle multiple sport athletes. We'd love to be able to take that input and then kind of put it back out in our next episode. Uh, like I told you, we'll have guests coming up. We've got a bunch of them planned. Um, Sean Johnson will be on doing his rankings at some point. But, you know, we wanted to get our feet wet, wet with it, get this first episode out. Hopefully you guys like it. Um, always open for suggestions. And if there's a certain team, a certain player, a certain tournament, we need to be talking about it. Please let us know. We and, and we got an open seat here. So if you feel like you want to join us on our podcast, let us know and we'll uh, try to fit you in. Yeah, we'd love to have you. All right. Thank you. That's uh, that's a wrap for week one. Thank you.